<laughs> well, that's always my goal. I don't want to bore anyone. That's 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 my goal. I want people to be engaged and to be interested. If, if not, it's like, oh, I don't want to be up here. Because that's, that's just, because I hate to be bored listening mm-hmm. to a speech. And I definitely don't want to bore anybody. So I always try to make sure that I'm some kind of ways engaging. Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of Nobody's a Nobody podcast with me, Mike McVeigh. This week, we'll be featuring Kimberly Manning, The Engager, and our hot dog song of the week by Jarvix will be featuring Sierra Brooke. Before we get into all the fun of this episode, let's bring our shout out once again to Max Wings in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I know I featured them last week, but you know what? Their wings are pretty good. In fact, they're so excellent that I just feel like I need to mention them again. If you go in there, please, please, please consider trying the Golden Hurricane style. That is my favorite, and I am looking forward to trying the Garlic Parmesan the next time I'm in there. This will be my obligatory. Please subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast player you're listening to, or Spotify, or YouTube. However you're choosing to listen, please subscribe, and if you have the option to like it or give five stars, please do that as well. Apparently, it helps track and make this podcast more available for those who might be interested in that sort of thing. I first met Kimberly Manning about four years ago when she completely destroyed me in a speech contest. Even though it was the best version of that specific speech I had done, she just completely knocked it out of the park. We became friends on Facebook and I completely believe that TikTok was created because of her and her daughter. We talk about that speech contest being an extra in a movie and much, much more. I'm sure Kimberly has her bad days, but she's the kind of person that inspires me and I'm sure many others to just become the best version of themselves, at least as much as they know how. So please enjoy this interview with Kimberly as we jump right in talking about a movie. So you're currently an extra for a movie, huh? Yes, it's a a featured role, so it's a paid extra. Uh, And it's quite interesting how movies work uh, because you have your extras who usually are volunteers mm-hmm. and you have your paid extras who are kind of like featured and that's what I'm doing. And then you have people who have actual have lines. So I'm part of this family. There's a pastor Dave, I'm the pastor's wife. And then we have a daughter. Pastor Dave has a lot of lines because you know, he's like the pastor of the church and he's inviting everybody to come to this family camp. That's the name of the movie. And it's about this church camp. It's hilarious, by the way. So he has lines. So of course you get per diem, not you get paid, you get per diem, they pay for your hotel, you get a room on set, all of this stuff. Then you have me who gets, you know, I get paid, but that's it. You get paid, that's, that's <laughs> it. Um, and then, so my daughter, whoever plays our daughter, she has one line. She has to go, woohoo. She gets everything he gets. <laughs> So if you if you have a speaking role, it's totally different than if you don't. And even though I'm in all of the scenes with them, uh, I don't utter have any utterances. Then I don't get all the per diem and all the perks and stuff. But it's it's been fun. It's a lot of fun. But I thought that was quite interesting. So if you happen to accidentally make a sound and they're like, "Ooh, we want to keep this," do they well, end no, up changing everything? That. It has to be in the script. It has ah. to be written in the script. So yeah. So no, but it's, it's but it's a lot of fun, and I'm glad, and it's 
it's kind of exciting because it's supposed to actually go into theaters. So that would be, that's just going to be me. Yeah. So it's, it's, and it's hilarious. The guy, have you ever heard of the skit guys? The skit guys? Yes. It's their movie. Okay. Yeah. So they're doing an actual movie. So it's, um, I hadn't heard of them before. So I had to go back and look at some of their stuff, but they're, they're great people. Uh, great guys, funny, and just so personable and all of that stuff. So they, they have quite an interesting story. So, yeah, it's cool. Do they have a planned time of when this movie is supposed to release? It'll probably be a year from now. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully the so, theaters will be able to allow people in at that point. Yeah, yeah, and they probably will. I have a feeling that, but who knows? You never know. Cause there's a lot of stuff that has happened that we didn't foresee happening. So. True. True. You were one of the top two people that I definitely wanted to interview. More, oh. Like when I was making up my list and everything. This yeah. Not, you're like, oh, great. No. That makes me, no, that makes me feel special. Like, wow. You know, makes well, me feel like I'm not a nobody. <laughs> well, nobody's a nobody. Exactly. <laughs> so the things I know about you, other than being this almost famous uh, movie star, extra, movie extra. There you go. <laughs> and being a phenomenal speaker, at least in speech contests, you might be horrible everywhere else, but in speech, <laughs> you're amazing. Um, you also, I guess you you were in the military and did some pretty cool stuff through there. I don't really know what it was, but it might be classified. Right, well, I was in the Marine Corps. Um, I did uh, Marine security guard duty. Not that I was a great security guard, but did worked in a couple of embassies and uh, after I left the military, I, you know, I started in Desert Shield, Desert Storm. After I left the military, um, I worked for a radio station in Tulsa. Uh, was a, I was the weekend girl, 105.3 KJM's Hip Hop is an R&B hit, so that was me. And then I also worked for Department of Probation and Parole while I was going to college to finish college. Um, Worked for the post office a little bit, and then um, I went to oh, and I worked for the Chronicles and Colitis Foundation. I thought you need all of that information, and then so I did. I worked twenty years with State Farm, just about like two weeks shy of twenty years, and I worked wow. on the catastrophe team where we traveled um, the United States whenever wherever there were big storms. I went and did that. I worked as an adjuster climbing roofs, and I also worked as. Uh, in claim automation where I would kind of set up the offices and then came back to Tulsa and joined Toastmasters. <laughs> I think that TikTok was created because of you and your daughter from all the different videos that I saw you guys do. And now I see other yeah, people posting them and I'm like, ah, Kimberly did it better. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's actually honest. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We just don't have the following. <laughs> Yet. He, he might get, you know, nine more people that want, listen to you now, watch you. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Did you ever I think we got to be a little more consistent with it, you know. I think, you know, at the time when I was young, I wasn't a person that really actually believed that you can just go for whatever you want to do it. Or I, I believed that I wasn't good enough to do it. Like, I always wanted, also from watching, uh, not Law and Order, but back in the day, L.A. Law. Yeah. I, I wanted to be an attorney, never pursued it. <laughs> just, I wanted to be a newscaster, never pursued it. I just never really pursued anything. I just kind of fell into everything that I did. Just kind of like, oh, okay, I'll go this way. I'll go this way. So I fell into radio. It's just, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I never really set out to do anything really, 
but ended up doing stuff. <laughs> if that makes sense. That does make sense. I think that's the journey of most of us in life. <laughs> yeah, we just wander into stuff. Yeah, just think how much more powerful we would be if we just planned some stuff out, and, like went for the gusto. But I think I suffered from a lack of belief. Right. So I never really believed that. Yeah, you can do anything you want. You put your mind to it and put some work behind. I think it's the work behind it that's always kept me from doing anything. <laughs> that, that's, that's what keeps a lot of us from doing things. You got to do work. Yeah. One of the things I'm going to get to try within two weeks from now, actually not even two weeks, a week and a half, I'll get to try the famous Max Wings from <gasps> Tulsa. Really? You come to Tulsa? I, I'm coming through Tulsa. Okay. All right. On your way somewhere else, huh? On my way to Joplin. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so, so tell me about Max Wings. I know I've heard that it's the best wings place in Oklahoma, possibly the world. Oh, you've heard that, really? Seriously? It might have been for myself, but I mean, I still heard it. <laughs> and you haven't even tasted it yet. I know. Yeah, Max Wings was something that was totally my husband's idea, completely, because I thought he was just crazy to want to open a food joint, just any kind of restaurant. That's like the you know, the business that, you know, usually, first of all, I was saying that's a lot of work. Like, <laughs> yes. You don't want to do the work. It's a lot, a lot of work. And the failure rate is like astronomical. And I was just like, really? And I know nothing about that type of business at all. Now he's worked in bars and then stuff like that. So he has a little bit of experience with that. But I was just like, I just kind of like, just didn't buy into it. Uh, but he just, didn't give up. He's just like, Kimberly, just think about it. Or, you know, and then after a while, he's like, well, I really want to do this. I think we're going to do this. And I was like, well, I don't want to run it. And he's like, you don't have to run it. And of course, I'm running it halfway. <laughs> but, um, you know, because the sister was supposed to come and, you know, it was like from South Carolina. It's like, she can come here, get a new start, let her run the business. And uh, her daughter, who was 20, in her 20s ended up having some like two or three strokes and it's like whoa so there was no way she was gonna you know uproot and, you know in the midst of all that so here we are um but i am enjoying it it can be stressful and i think what really warmed me up to the idea more was that it's chicken wings we have chicken wings we have fries you know and variations of chicken wings there's no like it's not a soul food restaurant where you have all of these different dishes and ingredients. It's just right. chicken wings. And um, for the most part, and there was no chicken wing joint in this community really? that we're, where we have it. Yeah. Like you, you have to drive at least, you know, six miles, six to eight miles or whatever to get to a place. Uh, there's really no wing place in North Tulsa proper. So um, it was fulfilling, filling a niche, and uh, I think it was a great idea. Um, and, we're, and I'm just kind of learning as I go, and yeah, <laughs> hitting humps and bumps along the way. Now, how long have you officially been opened? When was your start date? Since August. August. We okay. opened up about the end of August. So yeah, we're gonna be coming up on a year here really soon. Yes. So I need to be thinking about what we're gonna do for our one year anniversary. So. I'm yeah, sure you already have some ideas, don't you? No. No? <laughs> I haven't thought about it. I haven't thought about it at all. So, but you know, but there, there I am, not planning things out like like I didn't plan out my life. <laughs> Who knew I'd be at a chicken wing joint uh, 
Yeah, it's, just, it's crazy. So I've never even worked in a food establishment, even oh, really? as a teenager. Never. You were so lucky. I, <laughs> you stay lucky, but I think a lot of people learn a lot by working in these, you know, food service industries when they're young. Mostly they how do. we never want to work in that as an well, adult. <laughs> that's a lesson. That's a lesson. That is yeah. a lesson. Yes. It can be motivation to like make sure you don't have to do that. So, you know. So from the time that your husband mentioned that he wanted to do a wings place to the actual launch in August, how much time was in between that? It it was it was uh he probably announced that he thought he would like to do it in January maybe. January or February, the building became open, was available in March because there was another food establishment in there and they were going to be leaving. And so came up in March. And of course, him being the go-getter and hard charger and, you know, by his own admission, not necessarily the follow-up person, you know, he gets stuff started really great, but right. not necessarily there to see it all the way through. He was like, yes. We're gonna have this place open by April, and I'm like, there is no way. Especially in March. Yes. So first of all, you know, he he went in and just remodeled everything in there. Okay, that alone is gonna keep you from opening until March, and then it's like, and so every month is like, okay, we're gonna open in uh, May, we're gonna open in June, we're gonna open in June. No, you're not. Because then you have the, the Tulsa Health Department and, you know, you got to be on their timetables and it's just like, but we, we finally opened in April, got everything underway and just, you know, we started out just on the weekends, Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, then in January of this year, we decided, um, hey, we're going to open up every day. Oh, wow. And uh, that's what we did. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Weekend. Uh, we that was our first Monday open because uh, there was a lot. You so know, you opened on the day that most people close. There you go, right? <laughs> and, and, and I wouldn't even say most people because you know everybody doesn't you know close up on MLK Day because I worked for State Farm twenty years. That was not a holiday at State True. Farm. Yeah, True. if you wanted to be off, you even you know, well we did get off. We volunteered to be represent State Farm in the parade, but. Yeah, if you wanted to be off, you had to take time off. Yeah, so it wasn't wow. an official holiday. You know, some corporations do, some don't. So it's not really a government worker federal so holiday. That, like, yeah, I mean, it hasn't even been a federal or state holiday even for that long. So I guess that that's yeah. fair enough. But since I so, mostly see state employees, I forget that other people aren't state employees. Right, and you think about it because I oh, that's one thing being in the military. We got everything off. You got Columbus Day. It was a holiday. Everything was a holiday. So it was like, okay. Do you mean Indigenous yeah, People Day? Yeah, that's totally different in the corporate world. <laughs> working for the government and working in out here in the the public sector is totally different when it comes to holidays. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But does your husband name Mac? No, and everybody always thinks he's Mac, and they call him Mac when they see him in the restaurant. Hey, Mac! Hey, Mac! Because Mac's... let me let me take a guess. I know I know I might be wrong, but I'm sure you know. Yeah, I'm sure. Because you your daughter's it. name is Mackenzie. Mackenzie, yep, Mackenzie. M A C K. So right. Yes, it is spelled in Mexican, and so we call her Mac all the time. It's like right. Mac. And so he said, well, we'll just call it Max Wings. So, and that's what, we, that's what it is. So. so Max Wings is named after your daughter, Mackenzie? 
It is. It is. It is. It Does is. she enjoy so, the wings there, or is she sick of you, them? No, well, she yeah, she'll eat them because <laughs> she'd rather eat those than my cooking any day. So. <laughs> That's not entirely true, but it is partially true. Um, yeah, she and, and the thing with her is that when we first opened up, she's like gung ho on the register and she was really good actually she was very good at waiting on customers and stuff and now it is just like pulling teeth to get her to make a box or do something it's just crazy i'm like mckenzie come on now this place is your namesake it's named after you let's let's work you know so i i don't know what that's all about um it's almost like she's a teenager yeah, she's, she's 12, she's in the tweens. But I think what brought it on is like for Christmas, when we opened in August, Christmas, her dad got her a cell phone. Ooh, and I think that was yeah. just, yeah, that we just that put a wrench in everything. She's just constantly, I'm like, oh my goodness. And thank goodness um, iPhone, uh, Apple has these controls that you put on the phone so like i can control from my phone how much time she spends on any app or or just i can shut it completely down or she can do nothing but make calls but i'm constantly bombarded because she can send requests oh you know mckenzie is requesting more time on tiktok mckenzie is requesting more time on uh spotify so i can i can um, approve it for 15 minutes. I can approve it for an hour or I can approve it for the whole day. And so she's constantly calling me, Mom, I sent you a request. Is that okay. a special app or is that just part of the iPhone? No, that's just part of the um, the Apple platform. You can do that. Uh, yeah, how. you can do it on tablets. <laughs> yeah. You, you have kids? I have a daughter. She's 14. Just turned 14. Okay. Yeah, and you can you can block all of that stuff. Yeah, we give, her, sure we give her a time limit of 21 hours a week. She can mm-hmm. earn time, but this might actually be even easier, less work on my side. It, it, yeah, because you can because what I do is just have her. You can give her. You can specify the downtime on the phone. So like you can say, I want you know I don't want her to have access to anything from 5 p.m. until. 5 a.m. the next morning, whatever you do. Hers is pretty restrictive. I only have like about four hours where she can be on the phone and do something besides just calling or texting or something. But yeah, you can shut it down. Look into that. It's just into screen time. And so you just have to add her as, add her onto your phone in settings uh, and, and through family share and then you can control her phone. Okay. Well, we've been using screen time to track her time, but I didn't even think about it. So yeah, you can control. I've it. already benefited yeah. from this interview. If nothing else happens, <laughs> you do create a lot of memories. I don't know if you realize this because it might have something to do with being a a prison bird, or oh, a jailbird. Oh, jailbird, yeah. <laughs> or you know, sometimes you just have to go through the chop on your way to eating I... breakfast, eggs uh-huh. specifically. But more than likely, it's always going to be the champ. <laughs> I got to make sure that I remember all those things too. Yeah, I have to. And you know, this um, I'm hoping to compete again this next year. Uh, this this past year, I didn't prepare at all. I was just, and I don't know why I didn't just do an old speech or something. But I don't know. I, did you attend the um, the online? contest yes i was the muter i muted people that were trying to talk in the middle of the contest (laughs) (laughs) 
It was very satisfying. Oh, I bet it was. Wow. Uh, um, so who who got sent from our? Because uh, I missed it. I yeah. was, of course, yeah. was working. But... Rob Trotter. He. Oh, I know the name. Yeah. 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 He he won evaluation twice. One uh, evaluation last year, and then he's won district uh, evaluation. Actually, my first year in Toastmasters. I'm also in a club with him. I might have mm-hmm. helped him out some, but maybe not. <laughs> what was the speech title? Four words of courage. Oh. Eeny, meeny, miny, go. And I love that. It's a very, yeah. it's a great speech. It's, and we've been working where he's supposed to be hearing back for quarterfinals sometime soon. Uh, if he okay. gets to progress well, to semifinals. Fingers and crossed. I've spent a few hours. That's an understatement. <laughs> I'm trying to help him develop yeah. a second speech if he gets the pleasure yeah, yeah. of moving on. But uh, right, right. But no, he he killed. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll I'll send you a clip of his video. Yeah, it'd be great want. to see that. I love that. Any, any, money go. That is awesome. I might have to steal that. <laughs> well, if it becomes awesome. a world champion speech, you might not get that opportunity. That Everybody right. be like. What? No, but he, I actually, wow. he's one of the reasons why I went ahead and started the podcast too. Cause he said, um, and sadly I know the speech well enough because I've literally broken down every second with him. Um, yeah. He's, Cause it's a video speech. So it doesn't have the same rules as when we're on platform. That uh, is awesome. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to hear it. Cause that's just, it's amazing to me that over the past few years, I've really come to understand that it takes action. You can do all the talking you want to do. You can do all of the positive thinking you want to do, uh, you know, giving kudos to other people, giving back and all of that. Well, I guess it's part of it, but it takes action for you to move forward. You have to do something, you know, and a lot of people think that, you know, you can just, you know, wish for things. No, you can't. Um, and I think once you, I think that whole thinking positive just gets you in the mindset of, I can do something, mm-hmm. but then you have to go out and do something. So, yeah, that's, I love it. I love that. Any, any, money, go. Yeah. It's, it's good. Wait. He had a couple of small flaws, but those are the kinds of things when you're purposely picking at it, like that's the goal, but no, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. very solid speech. Uh, wow. Speaking of speeches, I happen to think that at least two different times at the state level, you were kind of robbed of first place. If I was a judge, I would have just vetoed every, no, I wouldn't have vetoed everybody because uh. I would break the rules and then there'd be no integrity left. But two of your speeches, one was one year I got to compete against you, and you, that, that's when you did, and I said prison bird, but the jailbird. Uh-huh, yeah. That one, that's one that I still hear people talking about, um, even right. now. Wow, is it, well, it's only been four years, but four years later, I still hear people talking about how much they love that speech. And my mom, wow. my mom was at that contest, and she... It's like, that was like the most beautiful speech I ever heard. I mean, you were good too, son, but that was really beautiful. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You know, as a matter of fact, if I ever, which, or, um, to get to, get to that level, that would be my second speech because that's a speech that I feel like I really want to share with the larger audience that is, you know, international, uh, Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, I really, really, really like that speech as well. I think that's one that I really, I would like to compete with that one as the final speech. 
So I hope you give a little bit more space in between your words when you do it. <laughs> I have to, I do. And that's one thing. It's like, you know, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I've been given that feedback before. You got two, I have too many words in there. So I have to pare my speeches down so that, so that they can breathe. But it's like, oh, I don't want to let go of anything. Well, Kimberly, that's okay if your speech could be 15 minutes long. Yeah, but or it's only seven and minutes and so you got to get rid of some stuff. <laughs> but it's like, I don't want to get rid of that. I can't do it. That, no, I don't want to get rid of that. So it's just got, I'm a hoarder when it comes to words and speeches, I guess. <laughs> no, I hoard, hoard that, words. That speech was great. But where I was located at the time, because we were all sitting on the one side, I mm -hmm. didn't have a very, I didn't hear you as well as the people out in the audience. Oh. But the speech that I heard that I still point back to, and I just did a reference a minute ago, is your champion speech. Um, oh, yeah. Talking about, you know, we all want to get to heaven, but none of us actually want to do what it takes to get there. I know that's a bad Right, right. Somebody and... has to die. Nobody wants to die. <laughs> Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And how, yeah. you, how you bring all of us to be champions at the end of your speech, of course, you know, it makes me feel good. Because uh, <laughs> right, that's all right. about me, me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. I, I yeah, saw that. That, that was a, that was a great one. I was I was happy to be able to reference my grandmother in that one because she raised me and my sister. And, mm -hmm. um, it's it's kind of bittersweet because I think about you know the grief we probably gave her <laughs> and not quite understanding you know the sacrifice she made to raise two young girls. Right after she you knows my, my grandmother actually lost her husband. Oh, I, I said that in a speech. That's right. I forget. Now the speech is coming back to me. Yeah, just to, to lose her husband and then to have to bury her daughter and yeah. then to bring on these two young girls to raise from, you know, when all of her kids were practically grown uh, and she had uh, seven of them, <laughs> you know, and then to start back over again um, to raise us two. Uh, it, it was a great sacrifice. And I just, Shudder to think like wow i just you know hate that you know we did we're disobedient at times so she had to tell us more than once to do something or she had to call one of her sons over to give us a spanking because we weren't acting you know just i just really hate that and so because she had nothing but love for us and you know of course it's just that dynamic you know parent child or grandparent child thing that, you know at some point it always gets a little i think even with the best of kids so um, yeah, I was glad to be able to memorialize her in a speech. That is still probably my favorite speech that you've given. And one of my favorite speeches I've ever heard in Toastmasters. Oh, wow. Of course, yeah. I heard that one, I think. I heard it at your area division. And so I heard you give that speech three times. I didn't get to hear it at club level. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> so I'm a little yeah. bit more biased maybe, but no, it's it's one of my favorite speeches that I've heard in Toastmasters, right. that live especially. Yeah. And, and it's interesting how, um, you know, I just keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. One of these times is going to say, I mean, and we're all human. So there's always, one of my friends was telling me, don't, you can't worry about something that you can't control because it's subjective. Right. You know, what the way my speech may have affected you, it may not have affected the, this particular judge that way or somebody else's speech struck a chord with them. So there's, you know, I never will have control over whether I win or not. All I can do is do my best 
and just be happy that I got my message out to somebody, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, having been a judge a few different times, I can say that judges are stupid if the right person doesn't win. (laughs) (laughs) And the right person is always the person that you want to win, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I can understand, you know, and, and it's, it's difficult sometimes because you shared with me that you felt like maybe a couple of times, you know, I may have gotten robbed. And what is difficult is when right after a speech or right after a contest and maybe I didn't win, but somebody comes up and says, you should have won that. That's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of difficult for me too. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, what do you say to that? Yeah, I sure should have. You know, what do you say? He's like, well, you know, I'll try again the next time, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, but I stay humble because, you know, it just, I just figured it wasn't my time. And each time that I didn't get first place, you know, I think I grew a little more. Uh, so, you know, I, I take it all for good. Uh, I apologize being one of those people that said you should have won. <laughs> and that's okay. It happens a lot. And so, you know, and I think maybe because I don't have the courage to tell somebody that, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. It's just, it's just, it's something that, I don't know, you just, you just think about it. It's like, well, what do you say? But, but at the same time, I'm happy to hear that as well. You know, it makes right, sense. Right. Like, it may be uncomfortable, but I'm happy to hear that people thought that. And because I get, you know, sometimes there, there were a couple of times I'm thinking like, well, gosh, maybe this speech isn't as good as I thought it was, or maybe I didn't deliver it as good as I, well as I thought I did. So it keeps you, you know, trying to, sharpen yourself right well there's only one contest i've seen you compete that you didn't win that i think you should have won or that sorry i said that backwards two contests i saw you not win that i thought you should have won and then the one contest that you got third that i thought you should have gotten second i thought first place was nailed right uh curiosity i got third um, yeah the one it wasn't right <laughs> it, was your, it was your scrambled egg speech i love it Oh, no, I, no, you know, on that speech? Oh, right, right. I did that twice. I did that speech twice. Yeah, okay. I, I was there, so. Oh, the one <laughs> in Oklahoma City? Yeah. In that was... little kind of jacked up space down yes. underneath the thing? Oh, yes. I got third. Oh, I did get third on that one. Yeah. It was... And, of course, I thought I should have got first. <laughs> you in, might not have thought that, but I did. my score but... sheet, I had you real, you and Carrie neck and neck. I had Carrie yeah. just a little bit higher than you yeah. uh, personally, but um so and so and that's a good example of because people came up to me that day as well and said oh you should get first so you can see how it affects you know different people differently so his message and his delivery struck forward more with you and my message and delivery struck forward more with somebody else so it's like you know you have no control because it's so subjective it really is and one of the things that i've noticed that you do really well and it's something that I do have to say is a very unique I won't I don't like the word talent because talent always sounds like it's predisposed as opposed to something that you worked hard to get but you take things that I really don't care about and make them very interesting oh really (laughs) yeah I didn't get to see when you did the chop live I had to see that on video so of course Uh there's some of it taken out but I had seen almost every other speech that competed against you at other levels Uh and so watching the video, I could at least kind of see the nullifying effect. So I can imagine how much better it was than what the video actually shows mm. kind of thing. And, mm. you know, I, I don't really care about hair very much one way or the other, <laughs> but you made a very, I mean, 
a very strong case to like, man, I care about hair all of a sudden <laughs> about what it means to chop one's hair off. And yeah. then your scrambled eggs again. No, I like scrambled eggs. That's my favorite kind of egg. <laughs> but I generally don't care about eggs that much. And I'm like, ooh, I like eggs all of a sudden a little bit more because your speech. Uh, and it's, you know, and it's interesting because those speeches, um, the, the egg speech, the hair speech, they're really not about eggs and they're really not about hair. Right. It was being, I think, being able to take something that's just like, okay, his hair or okay, it's eggs and being able to build something around that, um, that has a, a, a deeper message. Right. Uh, and I think that's what it's like, okay, wow. She made me care about hair, but you, what I really made you care about is um, hang-ups people have. You know, right. it could be about just themselves in general. You know, they, I, I, you know, I don't look good enough without, you know, you know not feeling that their own God-given uh, appearance is good enough when right. it actually is. It's okay to change it, but, it, you know, you are good enough just the way you are. Um, so if you want to change it, make sure you're changing it for the right reasons. And I'm telling you, it was such, it was such a weight that was lifted off of me just by shaving my head. It was, wow. I just wasn't expecting it. And you're not just you talking know, about it, the poundage of hair either. No, and it wasn't, I, I mean, I had a, I had a healthy, healthy, you know, good set of hair on my head. Does that make sense? A good set yeah. of hair? good head of hair okay a decent head of hair on my head but um i i wasn't expecting uh that it would really take on a deeper meaning for me cutting it off because like i like i said in the speech i was just tired of paying all the money to get it you know processed mm -hmm. and 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 the process was painful physically painful to me and it didn't you know unless I went to my specific uh, hairstylist in Tulsa and and I couldn't do that all the time because I was always traveling right it did I went through that pain and it still didn't look like he could make it make look and so I was just fed up I was just like I'm tired of this and even when I talked to people who decided to go natural uh, I just was like you know they they you know they talked about all of the emotional things that you go through and the, the acceptance of your self-acceptance and all of that. And I was like, I don't care about all that. My brother, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm trying to save money and I'm trying, I'm trying to stop, you know, getting my head burnt every six weeks, you know, trying to straighten this hair out. But when I shaved it off, it was such an epiphany that like, wow, what I was shaving off was all of this, belief that you know i had to have my hair straight in order to be beautiful you know i had to have my hair straight in order to be accepted and to look presentable to be professional it had to be straight and that just was not true and that just drove it home for me that that wasn't true when i cut it all off it was it was it was a, it was an experience it really was a spiritual experience and i just right. wasn't looking for that i didn't expect it and it was like whoa I understand what these ladies were talking about when they were preaching to me, like, you know, you got to accept yourself, and, you know, because I wasn't accepting myself, you know, I just, I wasn't, and that made me do it by just letting go of all of it. It's like, whoa. Okay. So it, it was a spiritual experience, and I was glad to be able to share that in a speech with others uh, because somebody else is um, hanging on to something that they think is making them beautiful 
right. uh, when they are beautiful all along. So, yeah. So if you and I had a I had a lady come up to me after that speech. I think it was at the division level, and she said, mm-hmm. "I just wish my daughter was here to hear that." You know, because she has some issues about you know not being the pretty one and not accepting herself, and that that meant a lot to me. What I do want to do, though, and I, you know, again, we're back to this inaction thing. I haven't taken the action to do it. I do want to, because I have a good 10 speeches, and I really would like to um, edit them and do a little book um, from them. I I just, I don't know, but I just haven't done it. I've I've, I've researched, okay, who can I talk to about publishing and editing and stuff like that, but I just not have not sat down and and just hashed it out yet. Because, you know, they would be tweaked a little bit because, you know, reading and presenting, of course, they'd have to be written a little bit differently. But I think there are some great messages um, that would be great in a book. I would definitely, it. I would definitely buy a copy of the book. Oh, I appreciate that. I got one sold already. Yes. No, you've got more sale. than that. I guarantee you. <laughs> I would think just the people that, you know, on the district alone, you'll get at least 10 cells. Yeah. <laughs> at least, right? At least. The people that lost to you, not nearly as much, but everybody. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, just, I would. I told you, you're one of the people that I find absolutely fascinating. So I would probably buy about anything that you sell. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. The fact that you're selling wings now only makes it easier since I already like wings. <laughs> yes. I cannot wait to see you in Tulsa for yes. those wings. Like, I definitely make sure that I am there because usually I, well, you know, I have a Toastmasters meeting on Thursday evenings at 630. Um, so I usually go home, but I can probably just do it up at the wing place. So I'll just attend my meeting at the wing place. Now I've already got ideas now to help you guys advertise. It'd be really horrible ideas, but you know, like, hey, you want to buy some wings? Why hey, come publicity to Max is wings? publicity. Yeah, publicity is publicity. Yeah, you got a following, and I'm sure there's people in your circle that will purchase anything that you promote. So there you have it that I need to sell more things that benefit me. Because <laughs> I could talk to you about speechcraft for a long time. Uh, in fact, I think I've got a book for you. I'll, I'll give you when I come up there. That will oh, be okay. uh, beneficial, uh, especially if you're trying to move to the action type stuff. Yes. Um, I didn't like giving one to Rob because I'm like, you know, that if I do decide to compete again, I don't really want to give you guys the advantage. You're already better than me, so I don't need to. Are you thinking about competing in this next next year? I'm thinking about it. I, yeah. If, if the podcast keeps going well, I might actually just stick with this because this is yeah. a lot more fun for me. I hate seeing people lose. Uh, whether it's myself mm. or others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But usually when I lose, I understand why I lost. I understand it. Right. Like, I understand it while I'm, while I hear the other people speaking like oh, crap. Uh, well, maybe I got yeah. something kind of thing or whatever. Uh, but, but winning doesn't necessarily make me feel great. I mean, I like, I enjoy the rush of winning, but I hate seeing people that. You lose. know, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Uh, and even like playing sports and stuff. That's one reason why, even though I did athletics most of my life, I hate, hate, mm-hmm. hate to see other teams lose, especially when you know they tried their hardest and you kind yeah. of thump them or whatever. Video games is a whole other thing. I don't care if I destroy the other team. Uh, <laughs> and there's but... <laughs> huge stakes there. Yeah, I, I, um, but you know what? I, 
being uh, competing can actually still drum up more um, interest in your podcast too. Yeah, I we'll see. I don't have a I don't have a message to share yet. Yeah, and that's part of the problem. You just heard me tell Kimberly that I do not have a message to share. That's not completely true. Regarding speech contest, it's absolutely true. But the message I have to share for you today is that you can be involved and help the literacy rate in the United States go up, specifically in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, by ser- by supporting Our Neighborhood Empowered, which is oneokc.org in Oklahoma City. They have just hired a new employee to help specifically with overcoming childhood illiteracy and i strongly recommend you uh, participate in their coffee club i don't drink coffee i've never drank coffee but to help out a family my family and i have supported 25 dollars a month which helps out tremendously in their efforts so go check out oneokc.org and support one okc all right so you have not heard these questions at all correct I wouldn't know that because I haven't heard the questions at all. I mean, like you haven't, you haven't listened to <laughs> Kimberly, Kimberly. I don't know. Kimberly. I don't think I've heard them. I don't know what questions. Like, you, didn't, you didn't listen to any previous episodes. That, that, that's no. What, okay, that's what are I'm basically asking. Questions? Sorry. Are they the same questions? They are the same questions. Oh, um, okay. Oh gosh, I wish few, I would have listened. Now. A few weeks ago on um, Facebook, I asked friends like if you were to be interviewed on a podcast what kind of questions would you like to be asked of you? And originally I was gonna have my own questions and then I was gonna use a couple of theirs and I just found that these are more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are serious, some of them are uh, soft and some of them are just, do you think I asked Now them? how many questions are there? Uh, five questions. But they're, okay. they're, getting, they're not yes or no, but you can go as long or as little as you want. Okay. Um, all right, we'll just start, and I'll name the friend. My friend Amy. Yeah, we'll start with Amy. What's been the most influential book in your life? The Bible. All right. You want any explanation? Enough said, right? Enough said. <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> Someone's trying to get through these quickly, huh? No. <laughs> All right. If you were to leave this life tomorrow, what's the one thing you would like people to have known about you? And that's from my fin- friend, Amanda. Whoa, goodness. I would want people to know that no matter how I may have come off to them, uh, I have a good heart and I don't mean anybody any harm. I'm a little awkward. Uh, Some people know that about me. Some people don't. But I, I would, I would hope that everybody would understand that I'm a good person that wants good for everybody, even if I'm, uh, even if I don't come off that way. Um, That's really what I'm about. Okay. My friend Rashad asked, "If you were a tree, what kind of pizza would you eat?" <laughs> so if I was a tree in some alter universe, alternative universe that ate uh, pineapple pizza, probably. We <laughs> need pineapple pizza. Why not? <laughs> oh man, everybody answers that. I'm gonna have to. I'm definitely gonna have new questions soon. <laughs> 
does everybody say pineapple? It seems like it so far, or they say something. Really, close to it. that's an yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I guess it's because it's fruit. dynamic. Yeah, you think of fruit trees, but right, that's probably true. Because I was trying to think of you know you have apple. Yeah, that's mm. that's probably true. How have you How have you learned to get along so well with people who think and believe so differently than you? From my friend Mandy. It is a matter of just accepting people for who they are and respecting, you know, what they think, you know, in this, this current climate, and I won't even say current climate is the climate is always like this. When you think about politics, Mm -hmm. I think the, the problem is with politics is that nobody is willing to accept differences of opinion and nobody is willing to listen to another opinion and and be open to possibly changing your opinion because you listen to someone else's opinion. I have a, a prime example of getting along with people who may not think the same way as me. There was a girl I worked with who just got on my last nerve. She was always the person who was like, uh, you know, wants to tell you how to lose weight, but it's like 40 pounds overweight. And, you know, and, and always knows the knows everything, and that used to just irk me so bad. And I don't know what it was that clicked with me. I finally said, I finally said, I said, uh, she. I know in my heart of hearts, she doesn't mean any harm. She's not trying to get on your nerves. She's not, you know. I don't think she genuinely feels she's better than anybody else. Just, just accept her for who she is. That's how she. That's just how she is. And I tell you, the day that I did that, the things that she did that used to irk me to death, irk, you just get on my last nerve, actually made me laugh. It actually made me smile. Girl, you're so crazy. Get out of here. So <laughs> when you accept people and you know and just respect everybody is you know has different personalities, everybody has different backgrounds, everybody, you know, has different filters through which they view the world. Once you accept that, it is much easier to get along with them because you just, you know, you're different and you expect that, you, you respect that difference and there's no uh, animosity. You don't get upset about things as much. It's like because you understand and have accepted who they are, you can now coexist and even have fun together. So right. that, that's that's my example of that. I, I don't know why that that just really was an eye opener for me. It was. And, I, and not that I can do it so easily with everybody. Um, I still sometimes have to say, Kimberly, just be why are you getting upset over that? That's just, that's the way they operate. Accept it and you won't get so upset about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm still working pro- progress. So. <laughs> All right. That was four questions. So this is the fifth question. Are you familiar with Harry Carey of the Chicago Cubs? Was he an announcer? He was. Yeah. Yeah. And in a series of skits through Saturday night live, Will Ferrell did some interesting impressions of him. And this is for my friend Adrian in my best Harry Carey voice. If you were a donut, would you eat yourself? <laughs> I would not. <gasps> because if I ate myself, I would no longer exist. And I want to continue to exist forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So no, I would not eat myself <laughs> if I was a donut. Now, there you have it. 
All right. <laughs> Is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to include before we end this interview? Um, you haven't asked me if I would like to accept $1 million from you. That's what and you the answer would be yes. It would be yes. <laughs> <laughs> I no, tell you what, when I have a million dollars budgeted for you, I'll make sure to let you. I will have all hold that. you to that. I will hold you to that. So you know, be careful what you say. No, <laughs> the if commitments I have a million dollars to budget for you, <laughs> I will absolutely one hundred percent give you that million dollars. So you wouldn't budget? You wouldn't budget that for me? You had it. I don't know if that's in the top 10 goals or top 1 million goals for me right now. <laughs> oh, it's in my top 1 million goals. I'll be honest. That's definitely my okay, top 1 million. It's definitely in the top, top 700,000 for sure. I won't hold my breath. Because <laughs> again, I went to live forever and ever and ever. And I surely would die waiting on that. Obviously, people can go to Max Wings to check out the wonderful chicken that your husband and company make, and they might have the opportunity to get their get your autograph and to meet you that way. Yeah. Is there any <laughs> other way that our wonderful listeners would be able to get a hold of you if they just were dying to meet you or talk to you? Well, first of all, if you want some chicken, it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 782 East Pine <laughs> Street. Um, it, you know, I've heard people say that it's the best wings in Tulsa. Um, you have said they may be the best wings in the world. So, yeah. and you haven't even eaten them yet. So that's really, uh, you know, singing our praises. Uh, but I am on Facebook, Kimberly Manning. I'm on Instagram, Kimberly Manning. And uh, reach out to me if you so choose to do so. I'm in Toastmasters and I just put together the most horrible sentences. <laughs> it just... Hey, if you wanted to see the person that inspired TikTok, you need to go onto her Instagram. Oh, I inspired TikTok. Oh no, yeah. Uh, you and Max yeah. dances, so yeah, yeah. We have fun. We have fun with that stuff. So the world has really changed. The technology is just woof. It's just changed the way we live. Period. Yes. And entertain ourselves. So sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not so good. Hey listeners, Jarvix here with my hot dog song of the week. This episode, I've got a sizzling new single from Ciara Brooke. That's right, I'm finally getting into some pop music. If you don't know, Ciara Brooke is a pop star in the making, but with all the smarts of a producer-songwriter. She's an alumnus of UCO's Academy of Contemporary Music, and she was fairly recently signed to a record label. She's far more than a pretty voice, but make no mistake that she's one of the finest and most ambitious vocalists around. She's been on my radar for a few years, and I included her EP, Diva Diaries, in my picks for the best Oklahoma albums of 2018. Lately, she's been on a roll, releasing what seems to be a new single every few months. The latest of these is Salt, and that's the song that I have for you today. I went into this one expecting it to be about the slang term of salt, which, if you don't know, typically describes a situation where someone is upset, usually in a petty or immature way. Perhaps this is because her previous single, Please Don't Kill My Vibes, which has an awesome music video, by the way, had a bit of sass to it. However, this song, Salt, 
is actually a pretty straightforward one with no hint of sarcasm or anything. It's actually from the biblical phrase about being the salt of the earth, and it's fun and celebratory. Lots of great layered vocals here, as always with Ciara Brooke, and the instrumentation is super rubbery and bouncy in the best of ways. If you're a low-key YouTube addict like I am, you should also consider subscribing to her YouTube channel, which is constantly being updated. There's also a cool behind-the-song video up there now, so check it out if you're curious to hear more about what went into this track. Here is Salt by Ciara Brooke. But I'm also savory Yeah uh -huh. Everything tastes better with A little pinch of salt yeah. Thank you so much, Kimberly Manning. We love you. We want to follow you on Instagram or Facebook. We want to eat Max chicken. Thank you, Jarvix, for introducing us to Sierra Brooke and her song Salt. Please support Our Neighborhood Empowered, 1okc.org. And feel free to email me, mike.w.mcveigh at gmail.com, and tell me what you want to hear or what I can do better. Until next week, stay a nobody. <laughs>